What's up, everyone, and welcome to Look Who's Talking Mao. I am your host, Chris Mowry, and joining me today are three members of the band Hembry, Isaac Flynn. Hello. And the Ward Brothers, Austin. Austin here. And Alex. Alex, table right. <laughs> uh, so I've been trying to have you all on before, and of course, Eric from Hembry has been on twice now, so we can nerd out about sports. Excited to have all of you guys on today. This has been years in the making, yeah, trying we, to schedule before this. Before we even had a podcast, we've been working on this. We had, to, <laughs> we, we had to move away in order to make this one happen. Yeah, yeah. You guys all had to move as far away as possible. You had to move to uh, Los Angeles. So, Wards, I've known you since I was 15, and I'm 31 now. Good so, Lord, that. Uh, Lord. Yeah. Lord, uh, where's the time gone? <laughs> I booked a tour I had no business booking for a band from North Carolina called Farewell, uh, and we played at a Christian church venue, I think, something yep. like that, called The Refuge in Odessa. 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 <laughs> Your band, The Noise FM, played that night and blew us all away, and this was back when you guys still had mannequin heads on all the amps uh-huh. that would end up getting knocked off by the end of the set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the only reason why we had them on the stage was so that we could knock them off. So you could, like, end, destroy yeah. something that and wasn't ex- your instrument. Exactly, because we couldn't afford to destroy any gear, so it just looked cool. <laughs> I mean, the farewell guys, just quick side note, they ended up designing a bunch of merchandise Because you, that's us. right, yeah. you introduced us to them, and... Um, we hit it off. They were great dudes. The lead singer, if I'm not mistaken, There's, had a design company. Yeah. And he ended up designing our album cover for and the first Noise FM record designs, and a, yeah. some t-shirt designs. Yeah. Wow. Where, yeah. Where's Farewell at now? Farewell is not a band anymore for like a long time, I, I don't think. They were signed to Epitaph for a short period yeah. of time. Yeah, they were so tight were and yeah. so, so talented on stage. We were like, what are we doing here right now <laughs> opening up for, the, for these guys? Well, it was me doing a terrible job at 15 years old trying to book a tour for a band that you're like, yeah, people come. Hey man, you were yeah. able to People get, don't know. Yeah. You were able to get the refuge. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a big, good big venue, big venue. <laughs> Another side note for you real quick. Those mannequin heads that we used to bring on stage and would be our little stage prop came courtesy of our quote-unquote roadie, Matt Trotter, who would travel with us, who was in cosmetology school at the time, so he would get well, access to Well, he was in cosmetology school for about a month before yeah, he quit. but he so. still had access to all the mannequin heads, so we would take or them with us. Or he was kicked us. out for stealing the mannequin well, heads. Well, the day that we got to Odessa, Trotter disappears you know, he helps us set up, this is our roadie again, he helps us set up all the mannequin heads on stage, he disappears during sound check, and we don't see him again until we're loading out at the end of the night. <laughs> Come to find out, he'd been in jail in Odessa, Missouri, because he got arrested for skateboarding on the sidewalks. Yeah. He was skateboarding down the sidewalk of the downtown where we were playing. They put him in jail? They, they, they arrested him, jail. him. And then, we again, we didn't know until later that night, he, like, got out somehow. And he was like, yeah, I've been in jail all day. But granted, I wasn't his <laughs> This first was time not the jail. first time either. This was, like, par for the course on, on tours with our buddy Trotter. Yeah. Love the idea of you guys having a, a road crew member that's always in jail. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> never loads up or stuff. Yeah, he never, he's, like, really never there when you We're need him. We're just spending money to bail him out it of jail. It just provides stories for us. Also, side note for that, uh, Marshall from Farewell. It was Marshall who designed our stuff yeah the company was called zam zam which is just damn with a z on the front yep. yes <laughs> and he now runs a place called ex vato in north carolina which is like really really good tacos and really? he's like a mezcal guy Whoa. yeah do, do you know where at north carolina which city uh, I, uh da, 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 da. we'll be out there raleigh in, raleigh are we going through in december cool to get some mezcal out of them well, we'll i don't think we play raleigh i know we play north carolina and and at some point we so. play Asheville mm. which everyone says is the greatest I've mm. yet to go to Asheville but yeah, I'm people, excited people tend to move to Bend, Oregon or, or they go the other way and go to Asheville yeah 
I've heard Ben's beautiful, but it is. Uh, our old bass player lives there. Just <laughs> sick of the band, moved to Ben. <laughs> He's like, oh, screw <laughs> this. <I'm laughs> Speaking of that band, Isaac, how did how did Hembry get started? Uh, we started well out of our previous band with the Garrett and Eric and I played in a band called Quiet Corral that played around Kansas City and Lawrence, and we thought we were on top of the world, but you we guys were, just, were. Ah, we were just really young and no, but uh, we had some good things happen, and then our singer of the band left the band. We were really young, and well, how uh, old were you? Twenty-two. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, twenty-two, and then um, so. At that point, I was not quite ready to give up the music dream Yeah, at, at such a young age. And so I started writing tunes, sent uh, demos out to the guys, and we got another band off the ground just playing around here. And we had some good momentum from Quiet Corral, so we were able to kind of start with at least somewhat of a fan base, a little bit of a You're following. able to keep those Facebook likes. Exactly. Yeah, switch yeah, yeah. the yeah, name over, keep the, the name lights. over. Pop it over. Great That's, tactic. It is a great tactic. For those of you listening, switch that Facebook page over whenever you'd like. If I'm not mistaken, Facebook, uh, they only let you switch the name, though, like once or twice. Yeah, it was, a, it was a big ordeal at that point in time. And I think that Facebook, that currency was worth a lot more even it, when we first started Hembry. 2015, you know, it's like that's where everyone went. Now we've jumped ship to the other Facebook company, the Gram. The Gram, yeah. That's, that's where uh, I feel like a lot of your social currency as a band is held now yeah that's where all the kids are at these days we, yeah well we just found out they're all on an app called tiktok that oh, alex yeah. will be signing up for i think he has forty thousand followers already. already and i don't even have an account set up yet <laughs> there's just that many people in line waiting to check into the tiktok warehouse nice <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what tiktok is <laughs> yeah he downloaded you it i think it's like a retail store it's a, it's a store correct <laughs> yeah yeah you just sell brick and mortar it sells right? uh sells clocks tiktok <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm paying thirty thousand dollars a month in rent at TikTok. So <laughs> he signed up for it, or he downloaded the app, and I think he deleted it within about two minutes. Oh yeah, it gave me a headache looking at it. <laughs> the band was around for what did you say? What was the what was the year you guys started? Uh, our first music came out 2015. So like, I has it just, really only been four years? It feels like longer. Yeah, it does. but um, New Oasis, the EP that uh, disappeared, that occasionally people tweet at us about, came out at the beginning of 2015 so we started that came out beginning 2015 and then can't run forever came out november 19th 2015 so it's i was just saying it's about it's at its fourth birthday oh wow so yeah it's i know it feels like hembry's been around for 100 years it seems it seems longer but maybe not how it seems longer to me too chris (laughs) (laughs) how did you uh get these two uh brothers involved here they weren't doing anything. <laughs> no, uh, we actually, uh, so Jim and Matt, who had played in Quiet Crawl with us, there was like a turning point where it was like, okay, can't run forever's out. Um, time to start touring. You know, what's everyone's commitment level? Matt was wanting to move because he'd been in Lawrence, Kansas City area his whole life, and he wanted to mix it up. And then Jim's a little bit older than all of us, and he was, uh, he was just looking for something more stable than band life don't mm-hmm. blame anyone for that yeah uh, he's he'd done his time riding in a van and the rest of us as i think jim even said it he'd be like you guys got more in the tank than i do <laughs> like he's like you know there's more there's more left in your tank he's from the he's from mississippi so that's why i had to do a little bit of an accent that's good so it was kind of no no hard feelings there's still some of our best friends and um touring was ramping up and we were like who do we know 
that's really fun to hang out with because that's priority one. Mm-hmm. And they happen to be exceptional musicians. So we hit Austin up. Austin played with us for one really short run. Yeah, it was like a two-week run. Yeah, something like that. And then when, well, when you when I signed on for that one, I think the agreement was we're going to do this two-week run and then another one in like three months. Same run, basically. And at that point, we showed up to rehearse in Austin's basement. Um, the first night was in like Columbus. So we met them in Chicago. And we set up to practice, and Alex just sets up too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you had hinted at you were like, and by the way, the next one, I'm like, maybe we'll figure out something for Alex to do. And I'm like, yeah, he can sell the merch or whatever. And then, and then Alex is like, starts learning the chords. <laughs> he, he had learned the songs, and, and he was. We hear a background vocal come in on our song Skyline, right. and Alex was just singing along already. And so at that and point, I think like, we said, right, well, I guess he's in the band. Right, I guess this works out. <laughs> I'm not getting paid, and I, my amp's never actually plugged in he, on stage. Technically, he's still our merch guy. Yeah. I just keep showing up and you, setting up on stage. You're just getting all the YouTube royalties. <laughs> That's what right. it is. You guys are signed to 30 Tigers and O-Red. Is that how you – or O – Oh, Oread. Oread. Yeah, yeah. Oread Records. Uh, how did all that uh, come this about? This is a great question, Chris, because I'd like to get to the bottom of what exactly <laughs> it means that we're on our own label, yeah. Oread, that we created. Okay, so – 30 Tigers, what they do, it's really cool, actually, is they let every artist start an imprint on their record label. Oh, cool. So it's basically just you have your own kind of label name, and you kind of, you're very involved in the day-to-day with 30 Tigers, which is cool. They work on a lot of stuff. They make a lot of amazing things happen for us, but we get to have more say, I think, in our destiny than uh, maybe you would at another record label. So that's just kind of part of the deal. When you sign with them, they let you create your own imprint within their system um but really it's it's just 30 tigers and it gives us the opportunity to down the road if we ever wanted to pursue our own label further where maybe we could keep that name and and we could um, sign other artists say hypothetically maori comes to us with his reggae oh we sign funk band could we release that under yeah absolutely cool and that name is a what was the genre did you say Uh, what did i say reggae ska funk yeah That sounds that sounds like the uh, the hippie jam band that uh, we wanted to start at Record Bar called Patchouli Pussy. Okay, there you yeah. go. That's, <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. So that's our first signee. <laughs> first order of business. You're gonna have to change that name. Yeah, we gotta we gotta <laughs> switch that, that up. Out on We're really Records. sorry, guys. I mean, we'll Little. sign you with. There's one stipulation. The name has got to go. Just gotta go. We are a Christian label after all. <laughs> Okay, and uh, your single Culture hit number 35 on the alternative charts and was featured on Monday Night Football and 13 Reasons Why. That's got to be kind of surreal. So wild, man. I got just last week, I got a text from, I think it was my cousin hit me up, and he's like, your song's playing in the background of a Julian Edelman interview. (laughs) And uh, Tom Brady was throwing touchdowns. I said, I wanted to post it and be like, just so you know, like, we don't like the Pats. Yeah, <laughs> Chiefs fans over here. Did you happen to see the Thirteen Reasons Why featurette? I know. Well, I saw I saw the clip of it. Yeah, the uh, song is back. It's the background music to a drug fuel drug field montage. Crack cocaine and at the and same coffee. time intercut with making an espresso. Yeah, yeah. We love we love one of we those. love both. <laughs> <laughs> We love coffee, but yeah, we're not much for dealing crack cocaine. <laughs> but then the scene ends with a, a gun being held to someone's head right on the last drum beats. Cut, 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 cut. And then you hear a click of a gun. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But so our buddy Joel, who plays in Why God Why, yeah. he actually, him and his girlfriend actually watched the show. 
So I was like, maybe this scene is really intense if you've watched the, the whole show. Because it is intense, but we're kind of laughing because we context, have no clue funny. what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, and then Joel texts me and he was like, man, it was such an intense scene. Like, And then the song kind of took me out of the intensity <laughs> of the scene because I was like, that's, that's my friends. And Joel contributed quite a bit yeah, to that yeah, song. He, yeah, well. he worked on it with us. And uh, But yeah, apparently that was a... It's a hot heavy scene, scene, heavy scene, man. <laughs> but just in the little clip form, it was it was pretty pretty hilarious. It was intense. It was powerful. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I heard that scene won an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> just that one scene, yeah. seventeen seconds. All of you moved out to LA recently. How's that uh, going? It's just cheap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so cheap. Cheap, easy living. <laughs> We're having a good time. We're there's. Honestly, so much good food that um, that isn't cheap, but but it's a good time. I think I think the food was priced about what you would think. It was, yeah, it's reasonable. It's, I think. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's it's if you get drinks at a restaurant, I feel like that's where the pricing is yeah. higher. The food, but, the prices match your rent price, so it's like <laughs> yeah, oh, how much everything's relative. Yeah, and then yeah, because like, you know oh, this we went is to a, San Francisco. Yeah, it's like oh, this is a fifteen dollar sandwich oh, that matches my rent. Yeah, yeah that's about right. And then right. it equals out income, not so much, but you know the rent's there. <laughs> but Mallory, we were getting ready to move out. Austin and I. And you were out there a couple of weeks beforehand, and I know Isaac took you out to his favorite spot. Yep. Night yeah, we had a great night. lunch oh. with our buddy Eric Wareheim. <laughs> yeah, just our good pal. F- friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the show, Eric Wareheim, was, was sitting right there. He was there, though, and it was great. It was the <laughs> mo- it's just classic L.A., so I get a text. I'm parking. Mallory's like, grab a table. Eric Wareheim is sitting next to us. <laughs> <laughs> so wild. But we, we attend that uh Night market uh, song regularly. Yeah, I remember. I think I got some sort of noodle dish in a bowl, so it was like sort of ramen style. And the server came over to grab the bowl for me, and I was like, "No, no, no, no! Yeah. It still has all the juice in there. I need yeah. to drink that." It was. I'm it saving was, the juice. Like, I'm, I'm gonna need a straw, please. Yeah, I'm saving that beef juice. You got a couple of couple of straws back there I can use. Yeah, we're loving it though. We're we live like a few blocks from each other, so. I tell people we live our Seinfeld lives, the same five people hanging out every day and bust through the door, Kramer style. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. What's the neighborhood again that you guys are out of over there? So he's technically in an area called Mount Washington, and we're in Highland Park. But it's basically it's right. yeah, they're all yeah, the yeah. same neighborhood. Pretty connected. Uh, but, yeah, it's a good vibe out there because it's a little more chill than, like, what most people think of L.A. We're yeah. We're a little more – we're, like, right on the outskirts of the downtown, so it's a little more vibe. Yeah, we're on the east side. You're, pretty... There's not, like, a line for every spot, whereas right. the other spots, there's just a line, you know, no matter what you're trying to get. But uh, yep. that's great. Our the first there's real nice. endless entertainment. Oh, yeah. You know. That first day that Devin and I were in L.A., we were in Highland Park for, like, hours it felt like it's fun we, right we were at some bar there that i can't remember the name of i think um, you went to the york is what you told the me. york oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right good bar. and my buddy chris fuderich uh who's been on the show and he does sound for yes and or the band yes yeah Whoa. and group love big cool. fan of yeah, and yeah. group love big, uh, big fan of and yes. he just went out with social distortion but apparently that wasn't as fun as somebody <laughs> social team. he's just having a ton of tech problems but um there's also that music venue that's right there Hi-Hat? Hi-Hat, yes. Yep. We um, finally attended a show at Hi-Hat the, for the first time last week, and it was the the most L.A. experience we've had out there. Just a wide, wild mix of people and bands. It was something. Was it like... <laughs> was it, it was a free show. Was it, was it a free show. show. Was it as mixed up as Buzzard Beach on a Saturday night? 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the, it's the Kansas yeah. City equivalent. Okay. It'd be, yeah, it'd be if all those, the clientele were all in a band, but in separate bands, but each one had their own wildly different characteristics. It was like that. The lineup was quite varied. It was in, cool. In the most LA way. It was great. I had a good time. Nice. For sure. Do you guys find when you guys go out to eat and stuff like that, you're often having those Eric Warheim moments where somebody's oh, yeah. just there and, and you're like, oh. seeing people left and right. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. We're not used to it they yet. Went to, yeah. freak out. They went to Squirrel and Austin texts me. Just came out of the bathroom, just saw John C. Riley. I, was like, I think I said Steve Brule. Steve Brule, yeah. <laughs> he was just sitting there all alone. We're like, whoa. And that was day one. And, and uh, Squirrel's great. We went to a wine tasting the other night at this great spot, Highland Park Wine. Badger from Breaking ba- Bad. <laughs> yeah, so there's this table. This, this is a great deal. If you're in L.A., next time you're out, we'll go. Hit us up. Yeah, 15 bucks three glasses of wine unlimited focaccia yes. cheese uh-huh. um, charcuterie, board. charcuterie board amazing deal but we hear badger's voice that i can't even try to impersonate it's you know <laughs> yeah. it's its own thing yeah. and uh we hear him say can i get some of that bread my buddy zach was out there with us and i go hey it's badger and he looks at me he's like yeah yeah and i go no it's badger and he goes oh it is him yeah. and then <laughs> and then my buddy zach goes have you seen the breaking bad movie and i was like no not yet and he goes He's in it. <laughs> um, but we've been having, we went to see Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec the other night, and um, in walks Conan O'Brien sitting two rows behind us. Yeah, that was probably the most starstruck we've all been because yeah. we're all, I mean, huge fans of his show and then now his podcast as well. And that was a wild one. Yeah. Too. And he was, he's a giant of a man. And he was sitting Hand with, with Timothy Oliphant yeah. from Ooh, Justified and Deadwood. Handsome I would be handsome man more excited sure. to see Timothy. Timothy Oliphant. We were freaking out. Yeah, okay. he, he was looking good. He's uh, all gray now, like full gray beard, full slick back gray You guys hair. were wondering, Timothy Oliphant is still hot. Still yeah. hot. And second to Alan Rickman, ever. he's uh, my other favorite villain oh, in a You guys already movie. saw Alan Rickman too, right? <laughs> no, he's dead. Oh, right. oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, in their dreams. No, who's the, who's the no, guy we, that you saw from uh, yeah. Hellboy or whatever? Oh, Ron Perlman. Ron Sorry. Perlman. The same night we saw Badger, an hour later, I saw Ron Perlman. I was like, man, what a Hell of a night. night. <laughs> One night, man. Yeah. The <laughs> Alan Rickman, Ron Perlman, same guy. Same, same guy. The night we had like our fancy dinner there, we went to um, Republic. Oh yeah, nice. Which is amazing. And we walked in and Lil Dicky and his like entourage were sitting in the middle. And I was like, Okay. And then we went and sat down, ate, and then as we were leaving, Stephen Merchant and his family were sitting there eating. And I was just like That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. They're out there. So, since you guys are out there, any plans to throw any of your interesting parties out there? You guys did our first first one coming up. Really? Yeah. November second, we're gonna have our uh, it's Austin and I will be kind of our housewarming party, but we're throwing it as like a spooky slash scary tiki themed party. And very nice. Yeah, we're gonna we got some tricks up our sleeve for this one. Creepy tiki, creepy tiki. Mm-hmm. The, I I always love the photos from the '70s disco murder mystery party that you guys did yeah. in Chicago. That was a big one. Yeah, we're we're thinking about we have enough contacts in LA of people that either have spaces or work at a like a you know a bar or whatever that we're attempting to maybe do a murder mystery. Maybe next summer sometime. Mm-hmm. We've got enough ideas, and we spent so much time on these plots that we feel like we should reuse them in some capacity. Whether anyone shows up, probably not, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure out who did what. In L.A.'s our premier event yeah. planners. Yeah, premier murder mystery. Premier murder mystery. <laughs> Investors, maybe you. <laughs> I just shared with you guys a documentary about your favorite movie, Galaxy Quest. Does yes. that mean your podcast by Graftar's Hammer, What a Podcast, will have some more content in the near future? We have to. <laughs> <laughs> our, 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 we've been paying now. 
uh, accidentally we've been re-upping our subscription to Podbean every year because it's set to automatic renewal, even yes. though we haven't done a podcast in over a year. Well, we ran out of content of Galaxy Quest content, so now that there is a new thing out, we're back. We're back. We're back, baby. Something to talk <laughs> they about. They ended up in what magazine? What uh, magazine? It was a flood, flood magazine. Yeah, big music magazine. Our manager hit us up and he said, "Hey, any of you guys have any side passion, hustles?" Side hustles. <laughs> And I was like, Alex and Austin have a podcast. And uh, they, it was like about how like Ben Gibbard like, is a coffee enthusiast. I don't even remember. Yeah, Just like Questlove does like a nonprofit organization for healthy food. And somehow we have Alex and Austin of the band Hembry <laughs> talking about Galaxy Quest <laughs> and their <laughs> podcast. Yeah. We don't know how we, how we find our way into It was a cool one because in the, in the magazine, the photos were – Literally Questlove, Lizzo, Lizzo, and then Hembry <laughs> talking about the Galaxy Quest podcast. Uh, but Ma- got- yeah, I'm Mary, for your listeners out there, Austin, myself, and our buddy RJ host a Galaxy Quest-themed podcast called By Grabthar's Hammer. What a podcast. Check that out. Was online. RJ pretty stoked? RJ was super excited about it. Yeah, It's pretty fun. <laughs> RJ, our bandmate in another band called Archipel and the Exports, based out of Chicago. He's uh, another film movie nerd, specifically Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Well, that's okay. So you guys do other stuff on there too. You guys don't just talk about Galaxy Quest, yes, but I think again we ran out of content. Right. I think the last <laughs> yeah. episode I listened to, you guys were talking about the Oscars. Yeah, it was an yeah. Oscar yeah. episode. Yeah. So more stuff on that soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we'll see. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. We're, our fear, though, is this documentary that's about to come out about Galaxy Quest. We're pretty sure we already know all the information that there's going to be in the documentary, so we're not going to actually have anything new to yeah, talk and about. And if anyone watches the documentary, there's no reason to listen to our podcast. Exactly. It'll likely cover everything. So speaking of movies, have you, you guys have seen The Joker. We have seen this The Joker. This is true. And it's I, not The Joker. It's, it's Joker. Joker. Sorry. No, it's all right. Joker. But I have I it. even have it in my notes as Joker. Joker. What did you get? What do you guys think about this uh, film here? Oh, well, man. this movie's how much time we got? <laughs> a little movie called Joker out right now. Small, small <laughs> indie darling. Uh, Isaac, you've not seen it. No, but um, go ahead, lay it all on the line. <laughs> well, it's playing. It's actually playing at Highland Theater right right by us. So we'll have to pick a night to go see it. We've got one of those cool theaters that only shows one or two movies at a time, but it's only like six bucks. Oh, nice! It's like a couple blocks from our house, and it's got the Joker right now. Joker. Oh. <laughs> oh no! But in, in a nutshell, I would say a uh, very divisive film before it even really got released. I personally loved it. I mm-hmm. very much enjoyed it. I can see why people didn't like it, and uh, a lot of the subject matter rides that line of yeah, it's a little problematic, and it can go either way. People are gonna have to make their own decisions about it. But as a movie itself, I found it to be quite well done and pretty pretty amazing. Uh, and I'll get your opinion on here in a minute too. I thought it was a gorgeous movie. Yeah, immaculately shot. Like the craftsmanship of it was, I was very impressed, especially coming from Todd Phillips. Uh, the movie looked gorgeous. My biggest problems with the movie, and I, I did like it overall too. My problems had nothing to do with the uh, the argument that maybe it sympathized with a a mass shooter or <laughs> yeah yeah or gave gave uh, incels the the encouragement to rise up with their assault rifles. My biggest problem were like story elements of shoehorning in Bruce Wayne and uh, mm. specifically and then the scene where he's coming downstairs to Gary Glitter's Rock and Roll Part 2. I And it's like, like wait, why song. is that ha- why it doesn't even did, need to be there. Yeah, it was just a song choice. There there were like problematic elements in the movie that took me out of it, but nothing to do with the subject matter which I 
you know, I, I thought it was very interesting. It maybe raised questions that not didn't to, answer. Not to defend the song choice. We did look it up. The song came out in 72, 73, so it fits the time period. Yes. And then we had a long debate about, yeah, does that song take you out of it? Or is that something that maybe the type of song he would be hearing in his head in the sense that it makes you jacked up? It's like a right. sports song. He's coming into his and own. And he's coming into his own as Joker. And so I feel, again, not to defend the song choice, it's a way to try to show he's crazy and Here's he's getting defending they could have used other songs that had totally. the same but i think the meaning is that he's jacked up he's yeah. becoming himself that he didn't know he who he was have you so i looked up the gary glitter song mm. because the chiefs used to use it yes yes and, we did and we don't use it and we don't use it, use anymore. it anymore and why do we not use it anymore <laughs> well he's pretty bad dude <laughs> gary glitter is a pedophile that's why and we I don't was, use that song anymore i was reading about him on his wikipedia page because it lays it all on the line he's not a good dude <laughs> no not a good dude and we, we did look it up the joker him and his family are not making money they don't off profit of the they sold oh, okay. the rights to that song yeah. years, years ago, ago. and then there's also part of me wondering if the, again did they choose the song knowing that there is this backstory to the song of there's a also part of me wondering human. did gary glitter even do anything on that song because i think we looked up oh, his he involvement right. he just choreographed he, the chance or he, something like, he didn't write it yeah and maybe he like claps he doesn't yeah. sing i think a, he does the haze it was a product more of his producer and i realize this is such a, n- a minute little detail that we're getting into <laughs> in joker when it has such you know broader questions yep. to be discussed but that that bugged me for some reason <laughs> what did you scene. think of the of joker i thought it was great we saw it in 10 millimeter at alamo oh, nice. um so even with it already looking like it was shot in the 70s mm-hmm. it looks even more For like sure. it in that and yeah. it's fun seeing a movie on film we just went yeah. and saw um once the new tarantino time, yeah, yeah once upon a time yes. on 35 millimeter i loved that movie yeah. The, the, great. yeah movies like that definitely benefit from being shown on the original source like that yeah it's pretty great but yeah I, I the whole time i was i was watching it joaquin phoenix is amazing he's been amazing for a while and every time he laughed it looked very very painful and mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. And you just, even though this guy is obviously about to do some really terrible things, you feel for the guy. And you know, sort of know where he's coming from a little bit. But it's also, I, I see a lot of articles and stuff that are written that are like, why this is dangerous mm-hmm. depiction mm-hmm. of depression and a lot of that. It's like, you guys are missing the point, like completely missing the point of it, I think. That's like saying Taxi Driver is a dangerous movie, yeah. you know? I just don't I don't see it the same for I guess. sure and then the other thing that I kept reminding myself during the watch because it's very uncomfortable to watch the whole movie oh yeah and then I remind myself also first and foremost this is a super in a sense a superhero movie this is yeah. a villain from a comic book yeah and it's such a good depiction of that comic book character and like there's been origin stories of the Joker before but this one I felt was the most believable to me yeah and, and they were going for a little more gritty realistic yeah but it was just so well done I was like what a great origin story for this very well-known comic book character yeah they just happened to paint it in a picture that's very relevant right now and, yeah and again very divisive yeah yeah I was surprised how divided it's been like we Austin and I have listened to a lot of film podcasts and some of our favorite critics some of them loved it and then some of them just absolutely hated it yeah and i i'm not just not quite sure why it was so divisive i don't know it, even even i'll the, watch it i'll let you guys know yeah <laughs> you be the judge the ultimate Isaac. judge yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll wait for even it. one of the pr directors for the movie said that a lot of that stuff that was being pumped out was from them like yeah, they yeah. were pumping out the oh is this 
terrible because it's driving it's people dangerous. to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's driving people to check it out. So. And now it's on track, if not already, to be the it, it highest is. grossing R-rated R- film R-rated of all R, time. Yeah. Which was Deathpool or Deadpool? Deadpool might have been and, Deathpool. And, and prior to that, though, I think the the Hangover, had, it was which a was hangover Todd Phillips, movie, that's right. also had the record for a while too. It's, it's weird great. that he did this movie. Yeah, right. It's very <laughs> and it's also weird that he did made a really good movie. Like really I well think, yeah, I think it is really good. It's a beautiful movie. Anyway, I just watched <laughs> his uh, Starch Getting Hutch again recently. Oh, yeah. See, I remember loving that, but I'm afraid to rewatch it because I don't know how it's, well it's aged. But it's. It's still fine. Okay. <laughs> I remember I take that back. I remember it being fine, but it's still fine. Well enough that, that I remember laughing that a lot. Drew and I it's it's wild when you go back and watch old movies. Mm-hmm. We went we went back and watched uh Mr. Mom. Oh I love man. Michael Keaton. But uh, that movie well. has yeah. not aged Trouble, well. Yeah. Troublesome now. It's very troublesome. <laughs> it's incredibly sexist. Yeah. yeah. And um when he goes to the grocery store, it's like so they're like oh my gosh a man went to the grocery store and then he like gets to the meat counter and they're like what would you like and he's like some cheese and they're like well what kind he's like there's more than one (laughs) 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 mr mom and and ultimately his wife in the movie is really amazing at her job yeah but she essentially gets assaulted by her boss and instead of pursuing a career she's like eh I'll go back to being a mom and you're like this is all the wrong messages I think they just redid that or have made a series of it really it's not Amazon but it's like one of those one of the smaller streaming services yeah I can't remember what not uh, crackle yeah like crackle or something it probably is crackle (laughs) now I think about it only crackle would do a Mr. Mom series (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you'd be like does anybody want this (laughs) We call Joel from from Why God Why Mr. Dad. Mr. Dad. So I could see him <laughs> and be the star, <laughs> he be the star of the reboot. Of the new version, yeah. So this episode's coming out the week of Halloween, so I figured we should get a little spooky. Spooky. Oh, spooky. They're we, having a Halloween party. Come on out. Yeah. Wait, now watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Favorite horror movie slash Halloween movie. Uh, we every Halloween we watch The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing yeah. with Kurt that, Russell. That's kind of our default, I guess. That's... Yeah, which you know, it's it's more of a monster movie, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, uh, but hands down, probably the best in the category of horror films, the best in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. I would say growing up though, there was one called Burnt Offerings, which just used to play on like TNT or something all the time. It was always one you'd see just parts of, and I just remember being terrified of it. And then we rewatched it again. I actually got it on DVD. A while back, and it's it's fine. A <laughs> modern one, I would definitely say Hereditary is the yeah. most terrifying movie I've seen in years. Just the experience. Austin and I, we were in Kansas City for a night, had a free night. We were staying at Isaac's house, but we went by ourselves over to the Alamo, and Austin somehow accidentally booked two seats in a handicap section. This is wildly inappropriate, but we ended up <laughs> sitting by ourselves in a handicap section, like at our private little table, and everybody else was behind us. So it was just like we were the only two people in the theater. And the experience of watching Hereditary, the last 10 minutes in particular, was the most terrified I've ever been in a theater. No doubt. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's really good. I wish the my viewing experience of it for the first time was phenomenal like that. I was at Screenland Armor, and they were unfortunately showing... Something next door. Incredibles 2 oh. next door. <laughs> yeah, that'll kill so all it's right? like blasting through the walls, and I yeah, can hear it. A bummer. And Hereditary is a pretty quiet film, so, so quiet. there was that, and then there was like the lady out front was like standing next to the door 
to our theater and like I could hear her through the doorway and it's just like oh my gosh this is killing me why yeah, is this for happening? a quiet horror film that's not ideal no. that's like our buddy Jim Barnes he is all in favor of like everyone having separate oh, sound man. isolation headphones mm-hmm. yeah he's like think about that experience but everyone could still be like It'd be like a communal experience because everyone would still be able to see <laughs> yeah. each other and interact. Oh, no, you would be really in the zone. At our uh, when we were living with our last roommate Dan before we moved out to to Los Angeles, Dan would come home every now and then, and Austin and I would both be on the couch with our PlayStation controllers with headphones, li- watching a movie just with headphones on because we it both sounds great. It sounds so good. We both yeah. wanted that immersive experience. Exactly. But Dan would come home at. 10 p.m. and we'd just be sitting quietly with headphones on next to each other on the couch watching a movie. <laughs> Look like psychos. <laughs> we looked insane. Just wave at him. Hi, Dan. Uh, hey, Dan. Where are your headphones? We can't hear you, Dan. <laughs> How about you, Isaac? What do you what do you what do you think? Favorite Man, horror movie or Halloween movie? I have no idea. I'm, <laughs> I'm racking my brain over here. I am. I was telling Chris like you guys are such movie dudes. I'm such a television series guy yeah. that I haven't. Uh, I don't know, Halloween Town on Disney. There you go. I thought you were going to say Under Wraps for a second. I'd have been uh, like, okay. Under Wraps, Hocus Pocus, <laughs> Halloween Town. Um, no, I don't know. I, I know that there are horror movies that I've enjoyed, but uh, it's been a while. And then there's some of them, the like, classic ones that everyone's seen that like I definitely watched, but I don't know if they're even good movies. Mm-hmm. And what was the... <laughs> What's the biggest? The Exorcist. It holds up. Yeah, well, Exorcist, and then Halloween, which is a franchise they've right. now recently brought back, and the newest one was it was fine. It held up okay, but I really like the Rob Zombie versions yeah. of those. Yeah, well, he did two, right? Yeah, he did yeah. one and two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Rob Zombie, cool dude. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, you mean you mean uh, as a hot, person? Hot topic, Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Randy, Randy. Hot topic, hot topic, hot Randy, topic Savage. Randy Savage. Man, I know. I, I need uh, to. These guys need to uh, school me on, on the world of film. What about you, Chris? What's your Halloween movie? So I watch, I have like a stack of movies to watch over there, but I will give two shout outs. I'll say, I know I've said it on the podcast before, but Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie, uh, that theater going experience was amazing. I've never seen something so like nasty and like, mm. it was just, yeah, this is what a crazy psychopath would be like. He'd be able to pick people up with knife strokes like he'd be picking them up off the ground with the knife (laughs) like yeah it's just like insanely graphic in the the theatrical version the ending is fantastic but for some reason rob zombie's director's cut which is the only way you can get it on dvd or blu-ray is changes the ending and the ending is horrible in the director's cut that's wild when director's cuts actually hurt the film so we've been going and seeing movies at Cinespia at at hollywood forever Mm -hmm. that's kind of spooky halloween theme Mm -hmm. there's movies in a cemetery and um we went to see Blade Runner, which was that was an incredible experience. And they showed the correct. And that was director's too. cut. They showed director's, director's cut. cut yeah. And yeah. then we also went and saw Dumb and Dumber, and they showed the director's cut, and it's way worse. Really? Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. some scenes in that one that are. There's some scenes in that one that they don't uh, hold up, and they're just not funny. And they're not like funny, that. right? But yeah, director's cuts are always an interesting. That's funny too. That's- same same thing. Uh, for some reason, Step Brothers and Anchorman, more often than not, you'll see only the director's cuts of them. Or the unrated Or the version. unrated, yeah. and they add in a couple extra scenes that just aren't funny. Yeah. So it's like just, but you can't get the theatrical cut That's anywhere. That's what happened when, um, one of my favorite movies is That Thing You Do. Because I'm a sucker for music movies. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. all, like, Spinal Tap, That Thing You Do. Um, that's it. 
<laughs> those are the only no, those are the two those are the two blues brothers all that stuff but uh so when we signed our record deal i was like i think i'm just gonna watch i want to watch that thing you do because it's like my childhood Perfect. classic yeah. movie yeah. or whatever the only one on amazon was uh director's cut and it's worse too and they put some scenes in there where you're just like this isn't this good yeah. you don't need to that didn't need to be sometimes in there sometimes the editors or the studio or whoever's like exactly. hey you need to trim this down by 10 minutes sometimes that's the right move exactly but what was your so rob zombie yeah, Halloween 2. And then my other one is a movie from 2007 called Murder Party. It is mm-hmm. on Halloween. Uh, it is directed by Jeremy Soliner, who did yes. Blue Ruin, Green yeah. Room. He did some of True Detective this year yeah. and Hold the Dark on Netflix. Yeah. Um, and that was before he kind of broke out with Green Room, right? Like yeah. This was earlier. Yeah. This is 2007, and this movie is basically – the tagline for it is – Texas Chainsaw Massacre meets Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, so yeah. it's it's <laughs> I like the uh, if you guys want to take a look at the the poster there, it is uh, very very good. That's great. Um, the movie's called Murder Party. It's very silly and ridiculous, but it just turns into a straight up horror movie at the end. It's fantastic. I fucking love it. I'll cool. put that on my list. It's on the Halloween yeah, list. We'll, yeah, we, we love watching how, like scary movies all day on Halloween. So it take, on it takes list. place on Halloween. This very sad, lonely guy finds an invitation to a murder party. He thinks it's a Halloween party. He shows up. It's a bunch of art students that are like playing this big art installation where they basically murder someone. And hilarity ensues. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds real funny. It's a great setup. (laughs) These guys just bought a projector for their carport that they turned into a a party zone. Rather than park their cars, who would want to do that? No one. It's a party zone. They they got AstroTurf, a a light-up Santa Claus, disco ball. First purchase Austin made when we moved out to our new house was a projector. After a few margaritas. After a few margs, he got a projector, Amazon delivery next day so that we could turn our garage into a... A little theater. Yeah. Very nice. Favorite spooky sounding or horror themed song? Uh, Werewolf Bar Mitzvah from 30 Rock <laughs> by Donald Glover, nice. a.k.a. Childish Gambino. That song is hilarious. It is. Um, that's my pick. Um, I'm not a song in particular, but and our, our roommate out in L.A., uh, his name's Derek. He actually used to be a bass player in the original Noise of Fin. That's right. He yeah. was one of our many rotating cast. Yeah. Uh, but he also shares this. Uh, anytime it's Halloween season, we put on this. There's a band called Dead Man's Bones, which is actually Ryan Gosling's music project. Oh, okay. And they put out an album maybe seven years ago. No, I think probably maybe longer, longer. Than that. It was a while ago. But it's, it's very much a kind of spooky-themed album. Like, every song has this kind of classic sounding spooky keyboard tones to the children's choir uh but it's really really good like the album itself the songs are brilliant have you ever listened to it no but this is reminding me of uh one time when we were before we lived in la we were recording with this guy chris cody and he drove us he took us on a haunted los uh, los files tour and it's like all the manson houses and stuff like that and he was playing creepy halloween music (laughs) as we were rolling through it was terrifying but it was pretty wild (laughs) that's good uh, but that album in particular is something I listen I to around ha- Halloween season for sure. Nice. Uh, oh, I gotta, I'd say the first time I, I remember I, I asked for corn, follow the leader for Christmas <laughs> one year, scary. and I remember putting it on in headphones, like on the couch, and the whole family was still milling around. And this is Christmas time, and I started listening to it, and I was like, I shouldn't be listening to this. This is too dark and too scary. So you switched to Monster Mash. Yes, I went to Monster Mash and. Uh, 
Dragula by Rob Zombie. <laughs> what is Monster Mash? Like, where did that? Who does that song? Why is it so famous? I don't know. It's we'll get to the bottom of that. Yeah, it's we, really we, annoying. We gotta, we gotta, right? Yeah, it's a terrible song. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be from Hell. like fifties television or yeah. something like that, and then it just became a big, big. Thing. What about you, Chris? What's a spooky, spooky tune? It's actually oh, spooky tune. I would do like fear any fear before the March of Flames song, Ooh, and then yeah. <laughs> like any of them, they all sound like horror movie soundtracks. And then horror themed, I would do. A song called "The Mummy" by Benji Hughes, which is just a silly song about him uh, trying to get a band to play the prom, but he can't get the mummy because when the mummy gets drunk, he unravels. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's good. Your favorite Halloween memory? Uh, my favorite Halloween memory is this legendary Quiet Corral show. It was Quiet Corral, Cowboy Indian Bear and the delta saints oh very and nice we dressed up as this also didn't age well <laughs> cowboy indian bear <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, careful with that uh-oh yeah um it was a very fine no it was uh it was fine guys it was cool it's cool it wasn't bad but it was so a you great you can't dress up like cowboys anymore exactly or bears or bears. or bears exactly but that was <laughs> A regret now of ours. <laughs> it wasn't me though. It wasn't me. It's. I mean, I got a bunch from like you know childhood memories, but those just aren't very entertaining to tell because I think it's more the nostalgic aspect. But also similar show in Chicago, there was a venue called the Double Door that recently closed down. Very sad. It was a very yeah. great venue. In uh, every Halloween, they would do. I forget the name of it, what the the series was called, but basically they have area bands cover other bands like more famous bands and you got to you have to dress up as them and whatnot in our first year we did the police and then the best memory though is we did lcd sound system with a handful of like cj from calvin bear played with us and then is that how you started yeah that's how we started because we, we did it for that halloween show and then that show in particular in chicago was a lot of fun it was pretty wild the crowd it was a packed sold out show and then the crowd obviously loves lcd sound system it's not like we did that good of a job. You're just playing really good songs. I've been. You know? I've, they're good. It's actually really good. It's really good. <laughs> but that, that show in particular was definitely a highlight, a Halloween highlight and like a show highlight for sure. Yeah, well, and we barely got that show because, like Austin said, the year before we did The Police, so it was the Noise FM as The Police. So Barry came up and we had a bunch of friends come out. We thought it would be clever if we dressed up as policemen and Barry dressed up like Sting, the wrestler, as opposed to Sting the Singer. That's great. So on stage, we had a bunch of guys dressed up as policemen. Uh, we had Barry wearing you know, makeup as Sting. And then the next year, we were like, hey, we really would love to do this cover set again. We'll do uh, LCD sound set. We're like, well, you know, you guys did a great job, but we had a problem with you last year. You were the only band that didn't actually dress up as the band. You dressed up as a bunch of policemen, <laughs> and we didn't really get it. And we were like, "Well, there's nothing to get." We thought it was, you know, funny, but so we kind of had they to. They like, really cared. They did yeah. care because every other band dressed. Once somebody was Oasis, so they dressed up like Oasis somehow, and someone was the Kinks, so they dressed up in like mod suits mods, or something. Yeah, and we were the only band that kind of missed the mark on the the costume aspect of it. I like your idea better. Yeah, it's oh, funny. The it idea great. of Barry being <laughs> Sting the wrestler. Yeah, is yeah, we thought great. It was funny. The idea being like he just didn't get it. <laughs> he was Sting, but the wrong Sting. The only Sting he knows. Yeah, we thought yeah. it was hilarious. The only one that matters in his book. Do you guys have a favorite Halloween costume? 
Uh, I went as one that I probably couldn't get away with anymore now either. <laughs> man, Halloween sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween is canceled. I dressed as the the man on the bottle of Tapatio hot sauce. They're clearly, they're just a, a Hispanic gentleman, and I nailed it. <laughs> I look great, but I don't think I could do it anymore. Well, yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> so, you know. uh, yeah. I, uh, Movie characters were all there. Actually, I was gonna say my favorite Alex's Halloween <laughs> costume was one year he tried to be Kurt Russell from, from the, the thing. thing, so he wore like he had a put a fake beard on, like kind of grizzly, and he had like a hoodie. And then accidentally throughout the night, he morphed into Joaquin Phoenix from You Were Never Really There. Yes, but, uh, no, that's not that's the newest, movie. that's a new one. What was the oh, the, the documentary? I'm not really, here yeah, 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 it's yeah. very close, yeah. yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then, so throughout the night, people were like, Oh, Joaquin Phoenix, like deep cut. And then he became Walking Phoenix from that documentary. But he was like trying to become a rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we drank. We drank so much boozy Halloween punch that I was stumbling around like Joaquin Phoenix. (laughs) I definitely didn't look cool like Kurt Russell. No. Uh, That following year, we we really like Kurt Russell, as you can tell. I did uh, (laughs) Kurt Russell, Russell uh, Snake Plissken from um, Escape from New York, and that was the yeah, that was one of those where I looked in the mirror and I was like. Frick yeah, man. <laughs> and then, but no one knew at the party. No one knew who I was. It's always fine. rough when no one knows. Yeah, and you're like, I crushed it. But man, I felt like I really I, I got a favorite it. one. So my wife and I and our best friend, Mackenzie, they dressed up as Wayne and Garth from Wayne's World. And then I dressed up as Tom Hanks' character, their cousin, the roadie. Yes. Oh, yeah. And maybe, I don't know, we'll, we'll find a way to get a photo out there. But <laughs> we absolutely nailed it. And we did such a good job that SNL liked the post. And, Very nice. And so did so did Dana Carvey. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll Crushed show it. you guys later. I mean, we looked, we we ordered a lot of stuff to to look <laughs> the part, and uh, yeah, it was pretty great. There's some good boomerangs of uh, of the sh- the swing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, someone liking a post, um, yesterday in the car when we were driving, I saw on Instagram that. Come and go. The convenience shop, the convenience store, yeah. gas station, commented and reached out to me from a post from three years ago with Austin wearing a come and he go. He bought that t-shirt. shirt. He couldn't believe it was ten dollars. Yeah, and he passed. Austin was passed out asleep in the back of the van wearing a come and go t-shirt, and I was like pointing at him in the the photo. And come and go just asked if they could repost that photo. And I was like, hell how much? yeah. How much royalties we get? <laughs> hey, my face ain't free. I don't know man. how that works. Well, Especially with a come and go shirt on. That ain't free, man. You got to charge. He couldn't believe the deal. He's like, the shirt's only $5. If they, if they send us back my $10 that I paid for the shirt, we'll let them $10. Yeah. That, they'll probably do that. I don't have any really good Halloween costumes. I. I have not done. You don't a very participate. Good job. No, well, sometimes I, don't celebrate I the, the <laughs> usually holiday. usually yeah. I'm at work, so well, trying to do costumes for that doesn't always work. The but. the show though, the legendary Halloween show with Delta Saints Cowboy Indian Bear, I was in a bear suit the whole show, and so that's a good Halloween memory too. Eric and I both wore matching bear suits. That's great. And um, years later, my father in law gave me for Christmas a frame photo of me in the bear suit playing <laughs> drums. Nice and. Yeah, it's a weird picture. <laughs> I think the one I wanted to work the most was I got a Reno 911 yes. uh, Lieutenant Dangle <laughs> costume, but I didn't shave my beard for it, so it didn't really work. You look like a creepy cop guy. Yeah, with yeah. really short like shorts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're podcasting in here. We got a, we got oh, a cute dog it. in the studio. Oh. 
you talk about Atticus much on the pod? Uh, yeah. Well, you can hear okay. him most of the time. You can hear his little paws and stuff. You can hear my dog floor. on our album. Oh yeah. Yeah. On the, at the end of House on Fire, my dog Beck he barks during it. Mm. Nice. Do you have a supernatural slash ghost story? I wish, man. I got a, a UFO sighting. That works. That's spooky. Well, it's, it, it, it was probably definitely not a UFO, but in the time, it felt very convincing. We <laughs> it was were, unidentified to yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> we were very young children. Uh, me, Alex, and uh, a couple of other really good friends. We also live in the same neighborhood. And every summer, we would do uh, like a tent camp out session in one of the parents' backyards. And one time, we were doing it. There was probably about like five of us. And we were just looking at the stars. We were young little lads. And we started following these three kind of bluish dots in space, following them. And it was they were kind of moving. We're like, oh, maybe it's like a plane or like it just seems very far away to be an airplane. And then as we're watching them, it explodes. And all of a sudden, oh. the three dots go away and all of these other lights kind of fall. Like it looked like it had exploded. And then we watched these lights kind of flicker out into nothing, and then it was gone. And then we're all like, what the world? And then we kind of heard these sobs from the tent, and one of our friends was spooked and had started crying. In the he tent. was so scared. He was scared from what we might have just witnessed, and he was in the tent crying. And we're like, Jared, you're 18. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably like, it was, nine. It was probably just like, like a satellite entering exactly. the atmosphere. Like, yeah, sure. satellite. It was definitely just a satellite. We had a moment when we were driving back we were just in town for our friend CJ's wedding. We just talk about CJ on everything. <laughs> this should be a CJ podcast. Yeah. So, um, also, he's lead singer Cowboy Indian Bears. We were back for his wedding, and Drew and I are driving through on a long cross-country drive home, or half of the country, and we're in New Mexico, and we see these beams in the sky, and they don't stop for quite a while, to the point where we're like looking up on Twitter, like, what's going on? Maybe even a UFO type of thing. And then we get closer and we realize it's just a casino's giant spotlight. <laughs> spooky. Good. So yeah. spooky. For a minute, we were a little terrified. Do you have anything like that, Alex? No, I wish I did. That's, I, I really do. We've, we've, <laughs> no, we've talked about this, like this longing for something more out there. I, you know, I wish that I'd had a you ghost seem, story. You, you or, guys seem like the ghost hunters type, like you'd go do one of those things. I would oh. like to see, yeah, because I'm, you know, Especially like alien, UFO, or anything to do with space. Because I do believe there's stuff out there, and it would be really cool to like. Oh, hang, so you, you guys were at the Tom Area DeLong. 51 party? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we I made know. it to Area 51. We'd love to, we'd love to hang out with Tom DeLong from Blink 182. Man, and... complete side story that UFO or the Area 51 deal. Did you Have you guys seen these videos of these the run method? There's a name for this type of running that's like everyone, an anime style run. Everyone that was going to the Area 51 protest, or I don't even know what it was all was doing this very specific type of run so that when they were to run towards the fence, they couldn't be grabbed by security. So the run involves you just put your arms all the way Straight back. Straight back behind you. And then you, <laughs> just, you just run with A Naruto head. run? Yeah. Is that, that what it is? It, yeah. Maybe so. And then so there's all this footage from that of all these people running with run. their arms. And they look insane. They look like aliens themselves running towards the fence. It's pretty great. <laughs> that whole thing is just... I don't Pretty even understand. Great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. the, well, the we Tom DeLong thing, Tom DeLong just got funding from the Army. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, we remember two years ago. He wish was he could on... get some funding from Blink-182 because they could use him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I'm, a, I'm a Blink-182 purist. He, Tom or nothing. He could use them. Yeah. Tom, yeah. Tom, yeah. Come on, guys. We need each other. 
uh, two years ago, remember when Joe Ro or sorry, yeah, Tom DeLonge was on Joe Rogan's podcast. It's the just, hardest watch. Oh yeah, ever. and he rambles on and on for going on two hours about like deep state conspiracy covering up the you know UFO findings, and then it bore true over the next few months. All this information started coming out that he had been talking about He's was been... actually true, and all this government funding. But at the time, he couldn't show anything. He couldn't show anything, so, so he, he just, just kept showing like... these terrible like YouTube videos yeah. that were awful, and Joe's like. What the fuck is wrong with this yeah, guy? Yeah. But he, Tom was on to something. He was on to something. Yeah, he's he's definitely on something. He's something. Really on something. <laughs> so these are usually my rapid fire questions, but they I need to figure out a different name for them because they're never rapid fire. We can elaborate. <laughs> Take we can, forever. Yeah, we can elaborate on them as much as we need to. If you could write a song with any musician in the world, who would it be and why? Uh, Trent Reznor. I knew he was going to say Trent Reznor. Yeah, Trent Reznor. Um, <laughs> Trent Reznor. No, <laughs> uh, no I'm trying Anyone. to think some more like a boring. Long, <laughs> I know. I mean, but some the thing actually is, is, long do you go, abilities or do you, well, do you go back like do you say like you could write a song with Paul McCartney? He's still alive, mm. or do you want to write a song like like I would? It'd be a dream to write a song with Tom Petty or Prince, but they're gone. Uh, I, think, I, I don't know. You tell me, but I'm thinking living, right? Living. I would put we some rules. Some some, yeah, set some. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's go. If you have a living, let's do that. And if you have both, like living or dead, you can do that as well. Uh, I'll tell you. Here's a, here's a more realistic one. Well, not definitely not realistic, but just on the way over, we were listening to a new Joy Wave song, and I think that band's sensibilities line up a lot with Hembry sensibilities and Noise FM sensibilities. So it'd be kind of cool to write it with someone at a similar age age range and right. also doing something similar to you. Like current, my my favorite songwriter that's of this era is Ezra from Vampire Weekend. Okay, so that would be legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that whole crew. I'd love to write a song with Danielle Heim. She's amazing. Yeah, that'd be cool. No, I'm gonna stick with Joy Wave though. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna stick, stick with, with Trent. Trent, Trent yeah. still, he's I, perpetually relevant. Oh, he is. Oh, he's always relevant. Uh, I think it'd be a blast to be. Yeah. Beck would be awesome. Beck would, Beck be, would cool. be cool. Um, uh, I saw him uh, play at Starlight, uh, and Willie Nelson opened. Oh, Willie Nelson opened. Yeah, wow, interesting. It was a dual. Lineup. It was like a yeah. It was like a weird uh, tour they did together. But they did a twelve-minute-long version of Deborah. Wow, and it was fucking amazing. That's cool. <laughs> I'd also throw in either Robin or Carly Rae Jepsen. I think it'd be cool to Dude, to write a little. The new Carly Rae album is really good yeah. you're about that life yeah oh yeah I, I respect any any good music whatever genre i don't care pop country especially pop country i was gonna say pop, pop country <laughs> no maybe not so much pop country that's the one where i'm like this is not ideal no do you have a favorite video game well you, you talk about sports a lot on the podcast too i right? do yes i do um so i was way into sports growing up and my favorite video game ever is ken griffey jr baseball on nintendo 64 yep and then i love nfl blitz mm. it's the most addicting very solid fast action just so fun Heightened, yeah yes yeah, we used to play blitz so much it's so fun but i know these guys are gonna have more like rpgs and stuff that they're into um uh, mm. 
Mm, I think I, I'll have to go with. <laughs> mm, mm, I think mm, The Last of Us is is still hands down the best game I've ever played, and yes. I also just that's also the most recent. I just replayed it the like remastered two version. months ago and prep for the new one that comes out uh, in December. Can uh, you? I got pushed back to May. Oh, Whoa! And seen that breaking ooh, news? Okay. Yeah, it just happened today. Can you believe how well like really? those sixty four games have held up though, in terms of like entertainment, like how fun they are? Oh yeah, like you, people like, are still playing Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers, and, and Mario Kart, and stuff. Oh, Mario Party. In Mario Party is so fun. so much fun. Yeah, it's crazy. That and also, are, those games, Mario Party games, are so expensive. expensive now to try and find I one. I have two copies of Kart. Do you? Yeah, oh, good for you, buddy. <laughs> Devin's got a GameCube in there, so I always try to find some. Some of those like GameCube games, and those are all fifty dollars still. Dude, like, like, Super Monkey Ball and stuff. Uh, Double Super Double Monkey Dash, Ball too, right? Yeah, Double Dash game. is my favorite. Oh, Double Mario Dash Kart. is a great kart. And I know that's one that people kind of sleep on that one a little oh, bit. Man. I think it's wonderful. I played a lot of Double Dash, but what, what's your favorite video game? Uh, Last of Us, story wise, I think is the best. Um, the game that stuck with me the most in the past few years is a game called Inside. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's a really good. game. That game just. Something about it just blew my mind. Everything from the art direction of the story hit hit all the right beats. And then right now I'm I'm still playing. I'm a little behind. I'm still playing Spider Man from came out last year. Yeah, yeah, great. It is is very good. Uh, what's their names? Uh, did the uh, song in that Warbly Jets? Warbly Jets. Oh yeah, our, our buddies, our, our tour mates. Yeah, <laughs> your buddies too. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're pals. Uh, I just couldn't go to that show because I had a show the same night. So it, it was funny. The very first thing when our tour kicked off with Warbly Jets. I came in kind of hot. I was like, "Dudes, that Spider-Man placement. The, the game literally starts with the Warbly Warbly yeah. Jets songs. Peter Parker puts on his outfit, swings out the window, and it's all set to Warbly Jets. Mm-hmm. And they were laughing. They're like, "Oh yeah, is is the game any good? Because we don't actually play games or anything." Yeah. I was like, "Dude, it is really it is good. so good." <laughs> I ended up getting to a point where I was just eventually like, "All right, I'm good." Like it just got really hard to traverse the area. Yeah, like. Yeah eventually you piss off enough, enough people, people yeah, and you can't do anything. then like the military is now shooting at you while you're trying to swing around so it's just like eventually i was like that's the best part is swinging around the city and now i can't even now i can't swing even around swing around, around the city. i got the spider-man game i can't even swing around yeah. i'm getting getting shot down do, every five do minutes. you uh do you play like still play sports games uh yeah i play, play madden i was playing uh madden and 2k just yesterday i love both of those games 2K is fantastic. I'm just getting into it now since the basketball season's starting. So I've been playing yes. a bunch of games um, from, for review on the podcast. So oh, I haven't awesome. been able to play. I play NBA throughout the entire year. 2K. And I just like haven't been able they to They really touch nailed it. it. So much that they just took over. There's no other competitor, right? Live is gone. Yeah, live is gone. It was around for two years and then they, they were like, yeah. we're not going to do it this year. It's like, yeah, that's probably smart because you have an inferior product. Several years ago some best buds and i basically got addicted to 2k playing two on two mm-hmm. it is the most entertaining is it so fun yeah we were it's t- like when you play fifa with somebody like yeah. how yeah. exciting and fun that gets yeah. it's oh, like it's, that it's addicting yeah so it was right when the thunder started to be awesome with oh, katie yeah. and harden and durant and it we were addicted to it for sure and then played a lot of madden um Half of Hembry's a sports band. Mm-hmm. The other half's not. Yeah. <laughs> the other half are move, movie, movie men. Move. I've been real hard into comics again lately. <laughs> yeah. So my, my follow-up uh, to that was, have you been playing anything good lately? And I think you answered that already. You said you were playing Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, Last of Us, which I beat 
two months ago. And since then, there's also a game called Nidhogg that we play. Oh, that game is frequently. so fun. It, that's just one of those. Are you like, playing the original one or the second one? We, we usually go between the two. Like, a lot of times when we play, we'll do both. Like, we'll start with the first one, then we'll put on the second one, and then mm-hmm. go back. Because the first one, like, has that charm. Charm. It's really hard to do. second one's got an ugly charm of its own. Though. Yeah, the second it's like a, a mutated yeah. Yeah. NES game. Which is why we <laughs> yes. love it. Because, yeah, it looks like a Super Nintendo game. It's just, like, dysfunction. It's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, we usually, that's kind of the most plays played game I think we have. You got any new games you've been playing? I've been playing this game on my PC, which I don't normally PC game, but ever since I've been doing some reviews and stuff, it's way easier to get mm-hmm. codes that way. I've been playing this game called Disco Elysium, which is a which is basically like a tabletop RPG, and you're a detective that wakes up without any knowledge of who he is, where he's at, all that stuff, because he's been drinking for three days. Oh. There's like no combat whatsoever. All of your, it's all dialogue. Uh, and all your choices give you different things. Um, your skills are your subconscious. Hmm. So it's like logic and things like that where they'll interrupt your conversations with people to give you better ideas of what to say or what to do. But if your things are too low, then it doesn't really help you out. And you do dice rolls to see if you complete things and cool. stuff. But it sounds it's, fun. it's very cool. It looks like it's it looks like it was a painting that's like oh, that's gorgeous. brought to that's life. Cool. So it's it's really really rad i love it our um the guy that produces our stuff uh this guy eric hillman is a film and video game composer and his game he just did a game called ashen oh yeah yeah Yeah, and he did all the music for that game and he's working on some more games he can't tell us yeah he can't even say what it is yeah ashen's like a souls like really tough like uh, melee combat thing yeah yeah mm-hmm. and uh um, so he's still working for that same company on a new game but yeah that's the one he can't really say much about but, yeah but what yeah. maybe we have to get him in on this mm-hmm. oh, oh yeah great he's a, bring him down yeah, the he, pod he's always in hip to the new video games and stuff hell yeah what have you been listening to lately what all have we been jamming to alex has been blasting through some hits in the van <laughs> all hits all the time when i'm in the driver's seat when i'm there up there man in the Ooh, cockpit the new angel olsen album oh yeah i've heard good things about i that. love it so good and then uh there's a band of a, they just put a single out they're called buscabuya or buscabula and uh they just put out a great new single called bomino and I like that jam a lot. They're on our same publishing company. Oh, cool. And I really just like dig the whole roster that our publishing company has. And so I just like listen to their playlist and they kind of give me some new jams. But those are the two things I've been really digging. I liked the new White Reaper we were talking about earlier. They put out new records really good. Uh, I've been listening uh, to the new Metronomy record oh, quite yeah, a bit. I like Metronomy And actually, too. Austin, you'll have to remember, Austin, Austin sent um, myself and our former roommate dan a link to a band about a month ago from um are they brazilian i don't know man you can't put me on the spot like that i gotta pull up my spot i'm not gonna be able to pronounce <laughs> it I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to pronounce the name correctly either way but uh great record <laughs> austin's gonna look it up here everyone open your shazam see what you've recently shazammed i've shazammed the same song no joke so probably, many times probably three it. times it's in it's by the head and the heart every oh, really? time there's this one song i'm like oh that sounds like something that Hembry might kind of do something did you like. guys watch um oh yeah it's, it's a good, good song i love it misconnection misconnection yeah yeah did you guys did any of you guys watch the righteous gemstones oh yeah so there's an alan toussaint song in the finale 
and so I've been listening to the Alan Toussaint record. The song is called Last Train. It is so good. And then I just started listening to that whole record, and it's amazing. Righteous Gemstones oh, it's is amazing. Phenomenal. Two little country kids <laughs> misbehaving. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's so much good TV right now. Yeah, it's yeah. That makes it that makes it a little tough. Yeah, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. I gonna have to edit around this a little bit. Oh, you yeah, know, it's totally fine. I really like the. Okay, so I'm, I've got my Shazams open. I like that new Wilco single. Everyone hides. I haven't heard that. It's yet. a great tune. Let's see. I feel like my Shazam is always a blend of like things that I couldn't stand, but I had to know what it was, or things that are like <laughs> so amazing. Let's see here. I always just stick everything in my starred in my Spotify playlist. Right, smart. There's new uh, there's new Gangstar music out, which oh, is really? crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I've added I've added that Head in the Heart song like three different times to my Spotify playlist. <laughs> also, the new Mountain Joy uh, single, Rearrange Us. Is nice like super mathy and like cool cool like not what i expected that's them to pretty be different for them right yeah like the guitar line is real real mathy sound i figured out who i'm constantly shazamming it's almost inevitably every time unknown mortal orchestra really? oh they're like, amazing like, like they're every so time i'm like what is this oh unknown mortal orchestra. yeah uh let's see i got some still woozy in here that's that record's cool hot chip let's see did you figure out what the band was nope I'm of no help. <laughs> Damn. It's not in my Spotify. I've been re- recently uh, listening to an album that uh, means a lot to me. It's called. It's by Person L, which oh, is yeah. Kenny Vasoli from The Starting Line. And he's also, he does Vacationer now. Okay. Uh, but this is like his experimental like rock band. And they just recently released their first album, Initial, on vinyl. So I purchased that and I've been jamming that a lot. I saw the vinyl nice. in there. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's an awesome record. I love it. It's an anxiety eater for me. Mm, that's awesome. Have you watched anything lately, TV show or movie, that you would recommend? Righteous Chimstones. <laughs> <laughs> me and Alex just went and saw a little indie film called The Lighthouse. Oh, my God. I want to see that so bad. Yeah, I, I would recommend people go see it. It's it's one of those that I don't I don't think it will go under the radar because it's got Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. So I think that exposure alone will... Couple guys on the up, exactly. They're on the up and up. They'll get enough people to go see it, Uh, but it's a wild watch. It's a wild watch, and I highly recommend it. I loved it, but it's a very. uh, uh, You know, I just won't even say much more about it. It's the same. It's the same director as The Witch. Yes, exactly. So if you like The Witch, check that out. Yeah, exactly. If you like The Witch, you'll at least know what you're getting yourself into because it's very similar in tone. And he makes some stylistic decisions that are going to limit this somehow even more than The Witch. I feel like, aside from a more well-known cast. The fact that it's shot in this gorgeous grayscale—it's it's it's black, it's it's black and white, and it's in four-three aspect ratio, so it's very, you know, distinct visually already. And then yeah. he filmed it with all these old cameras and old lenses from the 1920s and 30s, so it has just a vibe that's very—you just don't see it anymore. So yeah, that's and cool. I think the subject matter is even less accessible accessible than The Witch, if that's possible. Huh. Okay. This was a few like that. months ago, but. Did you guys watch Pin 15 on Hulu? I did not. It's absolutely hilarious. You mean penis? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the joke, Chris. I got it. Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah, that show is phenomenal. It's like these two actors that are probably like 30, 32 or whatever, but they're playing 12-year-olds. And they're oh, nice. 32 in the show as like, 
it would look like if we starred in the TV show and the rest of the characters were in junior high. Okay. And it's That's absolutely awesome. hilarious. I highly recommend and it. And we saw one of the actors from Pen15 yep. at Night and... Night Market Song. Night Market Song the other night. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm getting Hulu again when uh, Disney Plus comes out. Because oh, it's all yeah. packaged together. Oh, it is. One. It's Disney, Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus the for streaming like nine ninety nine. It's all part of the same? Oh. Because yeah. I have Hulu currently, but it's very low price point level right because i want i want to get that new star wars stuff for sure yeah. mandalorian yeah. they announced the other day that it's november like 11th or something oh, that's really? so it's like also, coming out and then i think that new han solo is supposed to be just a series rather than uh it's like the han or not the han solo sorry it'll be one series yeah. it's gonna be rather rather than a movie it'll be a series which would be cool i just watched fleabag did you guys watch that no but that's the one that won the emmy or it is emmy yeah, Emmy. It's, she won over uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus for her which last. I love Veep too. Yeah. Uh, Julia's she rules mm. the greatest. Um, but yeah, Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Fleabag highly recommend it. It's like really, it's so unique, and she breaks the fourth wall, and the way she does it is it's super cool. She talks to the camera, and then we'll go back to her scene almost, yeah, almost like Ferris Bueller or something. Yeah. But the show is phenomenal, and she's. So brilliant. Because she did Killing Eve and that, all within such a tr- short time span. I told Chris, I'm not as much of a movie guy, but TV. TV. I'm a TV series guy. I don't know. Did you watch uh, Between Two Ferns, the movie? I've yet to watch it. I'm so yeah, excited. It. It's, it's fun. It's yeah. dumb fun. Yeah, it's, it's dumb it's, as hell, but it's really funny. The best part of that movie is the blooper reel at the, the end. Yeah. Where I thought you the get intro to see and the, and the blooper, but everything yeah. else is funny. But the intro yeah. was great with Matthew McConaughey and then the bloopers yeah. are so good. Okay, real quick. Yes. I found this record. I really, it was bugging uh-huh. me. Okay. Bandalos Chinos is the name of the band and the record's called Bach. And Austin discovered it, sent it to us about well, a month ago. I, someone recommended it. I was going to say, how did you discover No, Austin discovered, <laughs> Austin discovered and signed to this yeah, band. It's my band. To Oriad Records. Oriad yeah. Records. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a phenomenal really record. It's, it's real jammy, real groovy. It's cool. Awesome. The one thing that I've been watching lately is Primal, which is Gendy Tar... I want to say this right. Tar Tarkovsky. Hmm. He did Samurai Jack, Dexter's Laboratory, and Powerpuff Girls. Oh, those are all... Uh, yeah, yeah, and this is just—it's like a new like mini series that he did for Cartoon Network called Primal, which is about like cavemen and dinosaurs and stuff. And oh, there's no talking at all like early Samurai Jack stuff. It's beautiful. That reminds me of like awesome. Kablam back in the day, Prometheus yeah. and Bob. <laughs> they didn't—they couldn't talk. Yes, um, it was great. Speaking of cartoons, have you guys watched Big Mouth? I have not watched Big Mouth. At the first like couple episodes didn't grab me, so I just didn't stick with it. It's a crazy show. <laughs> I, watched, I think I watched the first season. I think I watched all of it. Yeah, we watched the first season for sure. We and we started on the second one. You got to be in the <laughs> certain headspace to watch it. Yeah, I was I, also I was uh, really getting into BoJack Horseman. I oh, love BoJack. And uh, I got all the way through season three, and then I at bit time I got real busy with work, so I was kind of like watching it in the background, and it's so dense with jokes and. So that much visually going on, things. Yeah. yeah. So you couldn't, I couldn't like, I, I need to dedicate the time to actually finish it. Devin and I like, I restarted it with her because she had, she'd only watched like a couple episodes, and we went all the way through season four, and that that show just gets like super heavy, oh, so it can so get heavy. it can get pretty like we need to take a break from watching <laughs> yeah. this show, but I have to watch season five and then season six is their final season. Yes, so. yeah. I can't wait to get back in it because I was really into it. Another cartoon uh, in LA sighting is uh, Drew and I were eating at this place in Eagle Rock 
and it was like a sandwich spot that had um like very unique kind of like create you know it's la so that's how the everything's like this crazy fusion of food and stuff and um the only other person in the restaurant at the time was h john benjamin bob's burgers and um it was just so funny because the person working behind the counter literally it was just drew me in there and then him and so she's like everyone enjoying their food and it's just so funny to hear his voice as bob over there just like it's, I can't impersonate him, but it's yeah. just so good <laughs> to hear him be like, yes, it's delicious. He put out a record a year ago. It was called like H. John Benjamin Plays Jazz, and it's him playing piano with a full band, but he doesn't know how he to play piano. He doesn't know how to play piano. <laughs> and like, yeah, I think like in parentheses, it's I don't know how to play piano. <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's really good. Do you guys have a favorite local eatery? KC-based, I assume. KC-based, or you could do uh, Chicago. Chicago or wherever you I'll want. Do, I'll do Kansas City. Uh, we don't get to, we don't go there super often, but when we do, it's always one of the best meals uh, that I've ever had at Happy Gillis. Really love Happy Gillis. This is gonna sound kind of lame, but they have the best Caesar salad. I've kale ever Caesar had. salad. Kale Caesar salad. It's incredible. I I think about that kale salad a lot. What's it yours? Like. Well, I, I, I'm gonna say. I mean, we we go to Messenger all the time, but I, I'm not. Gonna yeah, we just, went to, we just went to Messenger. Messenger had the, those delicious. Biscuits and gravy. I think Port Fonda, every time I go, is incredible. It is always and not really just. Good. I mean, their margaritas are killer, but they also do the Bloody Mary bar, but their food is awesome, too. And we took Archie from Archie Pound the Exports. One time we played at the Riot Room and stayed the night, and he was in town from Chicago. We took him there for brunch, and he's kind of a food snob. And even he, he was like, this is top-notch. Like, this is <laughs> Chicago-level. Bob Wasabi Kitchen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Bob's Wasabi. Wasabi's great. It is so good. That sushi, I always tell people, I'm like, you wouldn't believe it in Kansas City, Missouri, that you can get this sushi. But really he flies good. it in from Hawaii. I think it's every it deliveries every morning or something. For real. Oh, I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> like he, man, yeah. he personally flies the, the plane. Yeah, he flies the plane. He comes back. <laughs> what do you got? What's your favorite? Oh, uh, I was you say favorites. You don't want to alienate, alienate any of the sponsors. Um. I. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I really like uh, Pollo, uh, which is um, Carlos from the Bites. He does the Bite sandwiches down there in um, River Market. But, the Bite is delicious. Yeah, Pollo is his grilled uh, chicken. You can get half or whole chicken, um, and it's like great to take like a group with. You get a tray. Is that like El Pollo Ray you, like, over on Kansas? It's Ave? like El Pollo. Ray, I love yeah. El Pollo Ray. Similar. Good. It's really good, and he does all of his same kind of stuff he does at the Bite, where it's like. Mexican and Asian influences. Like, there's a kimchi rice there that's is fucking he, is amazing. Is he the guy that owns Hirocho? No. Okay, guys, I think that guy's name is Carlos also. Probably. Um, but that place is great, too. <laughs> I'd also uh, shout out Samazama. Oh, yeah. Samazama? Yeah. Whatever that is in Westport. We we go in there. It's usually not too it's crowded. Good and they have some really good stuff. They had, First time I ever had a, a Japanese pancake. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. With fish scales. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a spot up the street, Chio Ramen. That also great. That also does that. And I had a craving for the Dan Dan noodles today, so that's what I went and had for lunch. There's a spot in L.A. That, called Joy. That Did you guys go there? I don't think uh, so. It's so good. The Dan Dan noodles are amazing. But Shio is a really, really good ramen spot. Yeah. You guys are loaded with crab shacks right now. I know. <laughs> what is going I on? Don't, I don't know. We I, move away, and every restaurant is yeah. Well, there's a, a crab well, restaurant. Yeah. We drove by. We were by the Uptown, and, and we're like, ah, oh, Chubby's. Like, I remember Chubby's. Like, oh, that's not Chubby's. That's 
crab town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy crab. Crazy crab. Cra- fresh crab and that's here. And that's the one that everybody – no, this is the weird part, is that place is, is big and semi-nice inside, and – People say that's the place if you want to go get sick, go eat there. Uh, but the place across, across the street, the street yeah. Crab Kings, which is just Crab a little, little tiny <laughs> shack, they say that's the spot. Maybe we'll go there. You yeah. can go there and then hop over to Shea Charlie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's right there. And yeah. it's only the uh, Crab Kings is only open on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Oh, that's Drew, today. Drew's cousin owns Freshwater. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so sometimes we, when we lived here, we'd go to Freshwater, uh, which wait, Cal- wait, 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 Drew's. Cousin Cal owns is the head chef of Freshwater. And Eric. And Eric's cousin also. Cousin. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. For those of you listening, you just got I just, so confused. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But yeah, he's an amazing chef. So we would go hit Freshwater and then we'd go over to Shea Charlie, bounce back and forth, have a little fun here in the Midtown area. Very nice. Yeah, I need to go to Freshwater. I still haven't been there. It's great. Great date night. Yeah, we yeah. just went to the Savoy for our anniversary. So oh, was how's like, the new? I haven't been since they reopened. It's really fucking good. It's yeah, because it, I'm. It was not before they reopened and rebranded. Yeah, it was kind of like dying out. It was as sad like a, as like a. Oh, this is a Kansas City staple. It was but a like staple there was nobody there, and it was yeah. like just kind of dying off. But yeah, the Twenty One C Hotel people, like it's like a muse- art museum on one side, basically, mm. and it's a hotel. So the lobby of the hotel is an art museum. And then there is a dining area and bar that's amazing. Uh, I just had the chef on recently. It was really good. Oh, that's cool. awesome. Yeah, well, this has been amazing, guys. Thank oh, you for coming on. Best. It's great. It's so we, fun. Yeah, Glad this, we finally got in. Yeah, me too. Um, you guys all, all have to come back on again uh, in the future. We will. Yeah, we'll yeah, be here for will. the Eric Davis sport, Sporting Report. Yeah. <laughs> the Sports sporting, Report. Yeah. Sports Sport Report with Eric Davis. Yeah. The man can talk sports. <laughs> That he can we, in any sport. We talk literally basketball and football. If you're ever – I don't know if you kill – okay, we're still rolling here. Yeah. If you ever um, need to stay up all night on an overnight drive, just get Eric going on some Kansas City Chiefs. You'll be there. Nine yeah. hours later. Nine hours home. later. Yeah, you'll, you'll be, be home. like, hey, man, this is – that we'll killed have, the time. We'll have gotten a good nine hours of sleep, and he'll still be talking. <laughs> He's talking to the windshield. You just get him going, and then you slowly fall yeah. asleep. And then he, and he, and he just keeps rolling. I he think it'll be cool safely. with uh, mating ritual because they're NBA nerds. Yes. And uh, last, they actually missed yes. our set in Denver. They go, sorry guys, we're gonna miss your set. It's opening night. We're for the Lakers. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna go across the street and watch the game. Which I have not. I'm a sports fan as well. Just Eric is all in and knows yeah. all the, everything about it. But so big Chiefs fan, big Royals fan. But people in LA have said that it's okay for me to become a lakers fan because we don't have a pro basketball team yeah so i think i might get in on the lake show see what's lake up. show might, <laughs> might want to get in on that clip show oh the clip show is great for sure i know but mating ritual might be said cheaper they yeah it'll be a lot cheaper but it's cheaper to be a clippers fan yeah it might be i don't know what uh, maybe i assuming ticket prices are probably about the same no i think i think you're right i think it's quite a bit cheaper really but yeah, we just got to uh, write a few hits and we'll be courtside. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out with Spike Lee. And yeah, that's the New York. Jack Nicholson. And Jack yeah. Nicholson in his wheelchair. Well, thanks, Chris. Yeah, yeah thank, thank you guys you. for coming this on. Great. This has been awesome.